and welcome to the Northern Health and Social Care Trust podcast. My name is Sarah Butler and I'm a social worker within the Community Care Directorate. In the following series of podcasts, we are going to introduce self-directed support, more commonly known as SDS. Each podcast provides a different perspective on how self-directed support can be used to improve health, well-being and maintain independence at home. Self-directed support allows service users to design their own personalised bespoke supports to assist them with their assessed care needs. It can also help to alleviate care stress by providing flexibility for short breaks as and when they're required. One of the options available is direct payments. Here, rather than the trust paying for and organising your care on your behalf, you are given the money directly to arrange this yourself. This means that you privately employ someone to help you with your care needs, pay them their wages and complete any other employer-related paperwork and responsibilities, including holiday and sick pay, tax and national insurance contributions. I am now delighted to pass you over to Paul. Paul is 35 years old. He has a spinal cord injury and is a full-time wheelchair user. Paul has been a feeling of direct payments for over two years and you can now listen to his experience of using direct payments to maximise his independence and help with his care needs at home and at work. And I suppose, starting off, how did you find out about it? Was it something you always knew about? (sighs) Well, I kind of knew about it in the background, but... (laughs) It's going to sound bad, but uh, mum and, and dad are getting older, <laughs> and as usual, as, as, as we all are, but, uh, and so I just decided that I would need to get my own support or trying to get support and not lean on them or use them as much as I have been over the, for my life, really. So that's when we got the, the ball rolling, really, and contacted um, Sarah's team, which was uh, Margaret's mm-hmm. um, social worker, so... Um, and it just started from there, really. So, yeah. Didn't you have some awareness, though? Because when you were at uni, did you have something similar? Well, I had similar, yeah. I had, I got, so, yeah, going back then, was, that was back, possibly 15, 15 years ago now, that I had, when I was, I went to Queen's. Okay. I had some um, direct payments, and then the education board that Queen's covered some as well. So it was between, oh, you want to say, the education board and the health board. Kind of. Okay. And then um, came the guy. Then I moved home and started working here. So then, and then there was about, yeah, that gap of what, 10, 15, 15 years, whatever. And then a year and a half, or whatever, started, started the ball rolling again. Okay. Yeah. So when you started the ball rolling and contacted the social worker, what <clears> did the assessment entail? What did that look like to you? Um, it was done over Zoom or whatever. And uh, it goes during COVID. Margaret just went through like, my needs more or less and then just it was just backwards and forwards that time but then i did meet up with carlin carlin mm-hmm. uh, up in the health center up in the hospital so yeah so it just we just like just backwards and forwards and i think pre getting the direct payment paul had been funding pas yeah. anyway yeah, yeah and i yeah. think on paper paul's been funding 96 hours for direct payment and uh-huh. it's just really been the assessment and that back and forth to see yeah. how much of that the trust can fund yeah and is like in my head like direct payment is a good idea or system or you know it's it's very needed mm-hmm. um because i mean i like i over the years yeah. he has played winter basketball and winter rugby and then botcha and i know quite a lot of disabled people not just in this area, all over, even like even England, Scotland, you know, different places all over like the UK. And down downside and like and some people don't know about it, you know. That's maybe the downside of it that nobody knows about it or yeah. it needs to be 
Yeah, like even chatting with your mum the last yeah. time I was here, she said there'd be a lot of people that just seem to be unaware that yeah. that's a service that's they know out it's, there. It's, out there it's, and it's under advertised. Really. And it should be you. Like it's in my head, in my head, it keeps me out of hospital, um, which will cost a lot more. So no, it's definitely needed. That's okay. Um, I suppose the, the aim of the podcast is so that the information is more accessible to people. Yeah, yeah. So to alleviate some of those fears of, yeah. of what are we doing? You know, it's, it's too much hassle. What does it look like? How does it work? Yeah, yeah. So do you want to maybe tell us a wee bit about how you hired your PAs or how you found them? Like I've, we've had PAs for years and years and years, um, even before I went to uni. Well, it's more we start off as child minders probably in the house. And then as I got older and stuff, it turned into more of a PA job. Um, and like I probably couldn't go to bed if, if I didn't have them. Um, and then of course that leads to more problems if I was in bed all day. So then yeah, I've had, as I said, I've like loads, I don't know, I've lost kind of many PAs over the years. We've looked for them in different ways. So we've like advertised them almost, but not in the paper. Went through the job market as well. And so it's just different avenues of advertising and some were word of life really as well like and then we just went down the, the kind of the, the proper way of employing people of like going through interviews and the course interviews are good but sometimes people say stuff in interviews like say oh, they'll do whatever when it comes down to the reality when the employee yeah it's slightly different um like you kind of have to have it like you can't really mix the binaries of like being a friend and an employer and employee you know it needs to be that's set up for us it just falls apart yeah, yeah no you just, over the years just get used to it and you just have to you get more stronger more confident or whatever to get to deploy them and when you moved over to the direct payment then it was three existing PAs that you already had and in three previous assist, yeah they were yeah, yeah they're all three the three existing the last Stephen was the last one on the books you can say um, but you know they were still they're all here before uh, before Jack died and then three and three out now touch with her really I've been good and you should know what I'm laughing, but you never really was. And so, for the purpose of the, of the direct payment, then they had to come in and do an access and You know, they didn't access, they went through access and that, and three or so, like three, mm-hmm. um, Margaret organized that. Yeah, so like we have, like, with the access and that, with large liability, you know, with all the, it's done through payroll, like Sage payroll, so it's the pay's done that way, and they pay all, like, the national insurance tax, pension. And it's all through the same bank account, so it's all seen what's yeah. So you had to set up a brand new account for the purposes of the bank account. Set up a brand new bank account. And that's where they're paid out of, and that's where the direct payments go into. So you mentioned Sage there. Is that like <clears throat> a website or an app or something? Yeah, it's just it's a, it's a payroll um, website uh, where you literally put in their, month, their, their pay monthly, so put in their monthly figure. And then before expenses, so that before their tax, that's insurance, pension, um, and that Sage works that out. Um, and the reason why we know is because we've got the shop, so we can like the moment that's been employed people outside of this um, situation <clears throat> for years and years and years. So they have business experience. We, we have a business experience behind it. So other people may not have that business experience or whatever to run like. It's like it's not a business as such, but you know, it has to be run kind of like a business. Mm-hmm. Um, do you pay for that, Paul? Yeah, you do. It's, so it's like is it a pound of wool or something? It's not. It's not a big expense, but uh, um, and there is companies out there. There is people out there that will do 
training as far as I know, like on, on like Sage again, there's others companies out there, but Sage would do training for to show you how to use their, their, their system. It's quite, it's very simple. It's not, I say it's simple because I, I can do it now, but uh, <laughs> it definitely would scare people, like um, put people off. A lot of our population would be older clients and yeah. it would scare them. So then we would have the center of independent living yeah. in Belfast and they can help out with that side of things. Aye, right, so there is, there is my around it, but that's hopefully one part that shouldn't, but like that should be the, the least of their yeah. their problems is like, um, and you can like, you know, I, I know like accountants may, may do it as well and stuff, you know, for a small fee, or you may be able to get somebody to do it for you, but. Um, I say it can be daunting because it is in effect, you are becoming an employer. Yep. This is your business now. And, you know, in, mm. in terms of how to work that, people automatically switch down and they're like, yeah. no, 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 that's not for me. Yeah. That's too complicated. And yeah. I suppose knowing that there are pieces of software out there that can. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's definitely, there's loads of like, we don't like, we use Sage, but I know there's loads of different software out there. Um, and training will need to be, well, you said there's, there's a independent living that may yeah. do for, for them, but. It's just literally putting a few figures and hit a few buttons and yeah. it's done or anything like but uh it is one part that would scare people in my opinion you know. so we've talked about employing someone and, and how we pay them in terms of the tasks that they complete for you paul do you want to tell us a wee bit about that so i've literally broken it right down to like get out of bed charge it you know just everything like broken down to every as much as we can like um if the cleaning wasn't done and stuff then like I'll get infections, whatever, and then I may, may lead in like hospital appointment, you know, like being in hospital. So it is like in our eyes, they are important, but That's it, it. It's, there's it's hard to draw the line with it because you can't cover everything, like, but it's because it's not black and white. It's quite grey. Yeah, yeah. And what's critical for you wouldn't necessarily critical for, for somebody else, yeah, yeah, and and yeah. that's. I suppose the the ongoing assessment and the ongoing review yeah. that Sarah mm. is doing. Yeah. I suppose from the nursing and OT perspective, mm. there are critical tasks that help you to, as you say, out of bed yeah, in the morning, yeah, those yeah. kind of things. What would your PA do for you specifically, I suppose, throughout the day? Just any tasks really ask them to, you know, like clean the house or washing or preparing food or and then they come with me to like they assist me like to work and when I'm in work I work in the, in the office so like when I'm in work there well, we, well, we, the way we put it is and they're my hands so if it needs lifted or moved or whatever they're willing they're, they'll do it they'll, um, and then like if I go to any hospital appointments or um, social events or sporting events they would come with me as well because I need like catheters or toilet and like all the time so um, I need somebody really, like my shadow you can say um, there all the time so literally and that's the beauty of it because Paul is funding 96 hours uh, the trust are given 46 and a half hours yeah. of that so you're paying a lot of money well, still yeah, privately well, yeah. so you do have that flexibility where they can do the things that would be outside uh, of the critical criteria yeah. and it also doesn't Contail me to like time slots, so if I was waiting, say a nurse come in or um for toilet or whatever, like the way it is, it just wouldn't work for me, um because I go up and work and go out and you know there's always something on. So in my head, I can't really wait for a nurse or an, or somebody to come and do something, something you know, and 
but again, other people are different. You know, they may that may be okay for them or whatever. But uh, yeah, for some people, a domiciliary uh, care package with specific time slots throughout the day would work. I work for them. For yeah. you, direct payment works yeah, better because works. you have that flexibility. Flexibility. And like you can, they'll come anywhere. So it's not like I have to be back at home for the nurse or I have to be back for certain things, which wouldn't wouldn't work for me. No. So if I were to walk in here today and say to you, right, called, you know what, sorry, direct payments are stopping, trust have said no, no more direct payments, what would be your biggest worry? What What is it that works best for you from a direct payment perspective that you wouldn't get from a trust arranged service? Well, it's the flexibility what would be the biggest the biggest thing because like probably a trust one you would have to again it goes back to time slots probably mm-hmm. um, and that would come to me to like the house or this or even Bally Castle probably in general um, because it said like you know going to sporting events or social events or whatever or even hospital appointments or whatever they have to be able to come with me so they can't be and so by having the direct payment, it's enabling you to have paid employment. It's enabling you to engage yep. all these social activities and sporting Aye. events that a domiciliary care package wouldn't really be no. able to support. No, and like if it was if direct payments was pulled away, then like I would have to lean on back, lean back on the family more. They all have their own lives, and you can't be like pausing their life because they look after me, or whatever. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that. Like, and then they'd probably end up in a nursing home or something there. Probably if it was pulled, um, which would be, no offence, nursing knows, but it would be rubbish. Yeah. It would be. It would take away your independence in a bit. Yeah. And, and I suppose the trade payments are enabling you to, yeah. to live to an be, independent life. To be independent, yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's definitely, for me, it's the, the best setup. That's it. Everybody is entitled to a social work assessment, and it's the outcome of that assessment that's going to determine what pathway is most appropriate for them. So yeah. Is it direct payments? Is trust arranged more appropriate? You know what? Aye, is, yeah. It's going to work for people. And it's the fear that direct payment, even the words, can instill in people. You wouldn't believe. Yeah. I'm setting up the bank account. So how did you find that process, Paul? It wasn't wasn't too bad. Again, I just contacted them. See, again, because I'm in, like working the business, I was kind of, I do them things. Well, not set up bank accounts every day, but you know, I've been for all the stuff like that. So for me, it was similar enough. Um, just contact the bank and they open another account sort of thing. It does take there's paperwork and stuff you have to sign, whatever. But um, did you have to let the bank know that it was for the purpose? Of- yeah, I would have told them it's for like employment PAs and then the direct payments. So I, I already had that account kind of set up. I suppose sometimes people have bank accounts that are already open that they don't use. That I, there's maybe yeah. a small amount of money yeah, in. Yeah that they can use and worst I suppose the social workers not very good at asking that question because Aye. you're like for a new bank account do this do this do this yeah. but they can use an old bank account yeah. and there's there's no money in it um, and now, nowadays with like online banking as well it makes it easier and then I just put the returns in to the, the board or to the finance team or whatever it is uh, so is that every quarterly quarterly that sort of thing so I am tonight a reminder of every every three months to do it, but uh, I do do it. Um, I think I haven't, I haven't slipped up yet. Do you annotate them, Paul, or do you just send them off for what way does that work? Yeah, no, so I, well, I do. I, no, I, it's quite clear. Like, I have it clear enough. Like, I write down, you know, Stephen's wage or, you know, the, the BA's name and then wage so they can see that. Um, and then also they'll see, like, the money going to the government for national insurance and tax. And they'll see the pension 
it's a company called Nest. There's a government thing um, yes. that we use for for the pension. So it's it's very clear on the bank accounts what the money's going to. Yeah. It literally just download it, the PDF, whatever, and just send it back off to send it off to the finance department. Um, but it's daunting from where it started. That's how I describe it to people is it is daunting at the start and there seems to be quite a lot of wee nitty bitty things that need to be done. But yep. once it's set up and in place, it mm. works really well. But it does have to be made for a job. Like you can't you can't really expect someone like and my PAs, again, not I'll say it now, but my PAs would have downtime. So I could be in here, like, say, building Lego or something, I don't, I don't need them. So we have another room for them. Okay. So technically they're getting paid for doing nothing. But there's no other way around it. Like, there's no, like, to make it, I'm not saying we're making a job for them, but, but to make it more worthwhile. If everybody's sick, you have to pay them, you know, the... Yeah. yeah like if it had been a domiciliary care package you would have carers coming in for like 15 minutes yeah. for us to get everything done and then go again yeah. and that's sometimes how the funding is still viewed and the direct payments it's those critical elements and yeah. can they all be done in a time frame but as Paul said he needs to employ the people throughout the day yep. so there is going to be periods where there isn't things needs to be done yep. and he's kind of funding in between the critical tasks yeah. privately Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the only way it'll, like it can be in our eyes. That's the only way it can be done. Like, and again, I think it's selfish, but I don't want to be to time slots. Yeah. They're going to take the time slots. So, like, even if even if I was getting direct payments, I still would. I wouldn't like people coming in and saying nine and ten. You know, like different times, and then you're also relying on them to turn up. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it's kind of double effect. Like if it, if they don't turn up at nine o'clock, then. Or even say eight o'clock, then I don't be in work for nine, and you know, it's just three, just silly things like that. Yeah. Uh, so you just have it on a shift pattern then? So we have one it for, PA goes yeah, another. well, so late is like 7 a.m. to 11 p.m., more or less Monday to Saturday, but and the family would step in Sunday, but um, again, if I'm away, summer, like, um, they, they would do a Sunday. So there has been times like, mom and dad's been away, and the PAs when I'd stay overnight. So that PA wouldn't leave until the next one comes in. Okay. You know, and like, you know, these three PAs I have now, I like, probably count one hand the amount of times that someone's not turned up for a shift. Like, so it's not, it's not very often. And again, if it was often, you would have to go down the, the route to, you don't want to do it, but like, dismissing somebody, you know, like, which we have to, we've had to do over the years. Well, we had to get rid of a few people over the years. Um, it has to be made as a job. They kind of as well um, to make it fair for everybody. Absolutely. You know. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned travel. Um, in terms of a personal assistant, how do they support you to engage in your sport activities and and go places? Yeah. Well? So they for sporting like they would, they would get all like if any any equipment or whatever they get it prepared and stuff and assist me. And bring, you know, I would, I would either drive or they would drive me to wherever we're going. Yeah. So I I play. I play a sport called boccia, which is similar to like bowls, but it's in, inside. And uh, so like boccia balls and I like a ball holder and stuff and different things, different equipment I have to bring with me. Um, so that would be prepared and stuff. And then going around the venue, like a, some, like a sports hall or whatever, they would assist me in like on, on the, the boccia court with like just different drills and different things and work with like my coach and stuff. 
and uh, and then of course it's this move toileting as well and stuff as well and if there's any food needs prepared or whatever they would do that as well so we have like the contract and job description all laid out for that so when they're applying for the job and going for the interviews that's all in black and white in front of them so we try and we've learned a lot learned a lot over the years so like we've, we've changed it probably every time we employ somebody or interview somebody and some people turn up in interviews and like no I couldn't do that and they were like that's okay you know it's, it's not for you you know like so it's it's not it's definitely not for everybody um, and it also like okay we have three PAs but they haven't really overlapped or seen each other that much okay they're in a team of three but they're still a one that like there's only one at a time mm-hmm. so still individual than in a, in a team and such mm-hmm. It's just the way it works, and they're happy enough with that. Like they're not, they're not too worried. But like they're very happy to work on their own stuff, and they only, I only need one at a time. So it's not that I need. I know other people may need two or three people, you know, to assist them with different things. But sometimes it's just good to have options because you do have to accommodate for annual leave and yeah, so they, or yeah. So again, they is in the contracts and stuff, and they would have to work up. If someone's off for holiday leave or sickness or whatever, or bereavement or whatever, so like, or maternity, but younger ones and they've like, like they've been off for they got to a year, but so we've had to like bring people in temporary to cover that again. So they, that will has to be added in, or put into the the contract in their way in their pay and stuff, and you know they get their what. To, 5.6 weeks a year holiday or whatever it is the, the, the government entitlement whatever the official entitlement is and stuff so and I would keep track of that as well so like I well how do you find honest. out all that information you know like if someone had no clue about business and you've just employed somebody how do you find yeah out? that's the, that's the thing like again there'll be must be must be able to do training or there must be companies that will guide you through that um also, the, the, the government website websites quite a lot of info on it, and you just have to change from what the government like the different guidelines the government give me as well and stuff. And keeping up to date, keeping up to date, and like so, you get like uh, yeah, you get nice and like emails and different stuff. But you know, I remember years ago getting letters from the government saying the minimum wage is this, and you have to do this, and different, you know, different like. And do you um, find the direct payment whenever there's a change to the minimum wage with the government, does the direct payment fall through quite quickly with an uplift or? Well, I think so. Um, do you notice a big difference with that re- recent change? Yeah, the, yeah, no, it's um, good. Yeah, no, it's definitely good. Right? So the same to the 1291 or 1219 to 1291 to 1318 to 1375. Oh, so like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Literally, within a few months. Yeah, it's weird. And it was back paid as well. Because I've had a few people ring and think they've been paid double. They're like, oh, is this Christmas? Is this pay early kind of thing? Yeah. And it's like, no, it's been back paid. So. Right. Well, we got, we got letters. So it was going back paid. So. Yeah. So we're sitting at the minute on about 46 hours, is it? Yeah. Or is it 45 and a half? 45 and a half. 45, 45 and, and a half. And then two nights it? Mm-hmm. What, two nights that's it's included, included in that? That's I suppose in terms of like home based short break or anything like that, Paul, have you ever considered that? Like respite everything? Uh-huh. No, I haven't I haven't been down that route at all. It's because I have a good family network or set up. You know, like so say your mum and dad and sister were all going off on holiday at the same time yeah. and it was you needed to have someone here twenty four seven. 
for some people we would arrange respite where they would go into a care home yeah but we can also do home-based respite through direct payments and that's just like a temporary uplift to your direct payment you know but no, I, I'm, I'm normally going on the holidays with them, so <laughs> uh, they're not going to escape them away. But no, it's, it's good to know. So I would, um, yeah, no, I've never used respite. No, but I've heard different people like um, using it that are like, I mean, not that one you've described, like definitely using respite for for the parents, whatever to get away. Um, you might be able to get more financial help, but the PAs would just step in, yeah. and they would work between the three of them, just work around the clock. You know, um, I would have to change the the road away it's done, but that's simple enough. But then there are we just have to up their hours <coughs> to cover it. But uh, yeah, I suppose it would be fair to say that the PAs are are flexible to you, you know, yeah. and, and completely depending on what family support there is, you know, they will fill in yeah. that gap. Do you find by employing them yourself, Paul, that you kind of get a sense? Of what's going to work for you and what's not, yeah. how adaptable people are going to be, or well, like as I said, like interviews that like we've done, I've done millions of interviews, interviewed those people. In my opinion, the first nearly minute of the interview, I know if that person's right or not. And that's the yeah. nice thing too about direct payments is that you have that control. Whereas mm. with the domiciliary care package, you've no control of what carers are employed no. by either the trust or a private domiciliary care provider. Because it could be one that you just don't gel with and they're having to come into your space in your home yeah, seven yeah. days a week and there's not really much can be done about it. Well, going know. back to my Queen's time, like I, we, we employed agency um, up in Belfast and they just kind of threw people in and I'm like, are you, like, what are you doing here? So, you know, like, like uh, which I didn't really like, so then I got on to, like, the... the um, the company and it was like so I've been picky but I need to upset people and I need to like, know who they are and kind of um, but no I, I just like the way that like I'm a three set ones at the moment and, and we've, we've come up with three because probably could get away with two but to cover holiday and sick leave and different things it's three because if if there was only two and somebody was off for a week or two weeks, then that puts a lot of strain and pressure on the, the other person. Yeah. So to have the three people. But uh, the three do an even kind of amount of shifts yeah, in a week, or yeah. would you have no, two to do, do more and one that kind of just is a. No, they do. They do, do two days a week minimum each. Two, two, two. So say one, two, two, one, so there's a face hard. You know, and then they would work, work up. So then if someone was on holidays, they would, the other two would do three days a week. You know, on that, when the, when the other person's off or sick, whatever. So, again, that's all laid out at the interview and contract stages. Um, of we've again, with like documented black and white saying, like, ask the PAs, like, they, they can't just turn around to me and say, Paul, I'm going on holidays next week. Like, I, I, in the contract, it says, like, I think it's a minimum of like a month, like four weeks notice I would need. Because I need people to get the route sorted for the other ones, mm-hmm. you know, so they can't. And of course, there's circumstances like you know, some somebody dies or something like that's different, yeah, um, completely different scenario, whatever. But um, and then of course, if I'm going away anywhere or, or holidays, whatever, with family, I would give them notice of the end. They would, you know, the way we set up it works. Yeah, I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying it would fit everybody's box, but. For me, it works. 
if somebody said to you, Paul, I'm thinking about direct payments, but it seems really stressful, what do you think? Do you think could have could have managed it? What would you say to them? Yeah, no, I'm definitely like I'd encourage people to do it. I would tell them about their social worker and tell their social worker to get more information for for them or more training for them. But again, that that should like the system shouldn't scare them. Like the system should be as easy as possible. Like you know, um, but I think it's the best. It is the best way. But no, definitely like it shouldn't like the whole administration line. It shouldn't like the the reward kind of out, out rules the. The administration like it definitely does like for me anyway um, there definitely needs to be more people shouting about it and talking about it yeah um, because I know there's people out there that definitely need it and tell me this do you think you would have been able to manage set up and manage a direct payment if you didn't have such a support of family um, do you think it would have been doable without the support of your family possibly I could probably set up without the support of the family yes but maybe not from my knowledge of what I've had you again, if you've no yeah. business background or anything like that. I suppose from my perspective, there's some clients out there who would be interested in doing it, but it's and it, it, that's kind of why you need to always have a backup PA or you need to have options because I suppose there can be crisis situations yeah. and if you've just employed one person and you don't have family to step in, yeah. that sometimes scares people is, yeah. what if this person doesn't turn up and I don't have any, you know, yeah. Where, yeah. that's where the benefit of a domiciliary care package is that the care could always, always be coming and it's not your responsibility to think, yeah. right, so I think it's always really making sure people have a pool of PAs. Yeah, and that's why, like I said, my why we have three. Mm-hmm. Um, because we started off we thought we'd get away maybe one and two and we, we did start with two and then we quickly realised like if the second person if the first person's off on holidays and the second person has to do all. work mm-hmm. round the clock and that's just not it's not fair now because they have their own lives as well like they have their own children and partners and husband whatever but but no it's definitely um, it has to be done in a kind of professional level again when you start I know other people like where they've like had PA started like living in with them and staying in the house when they're not working and getting paid you know, it's just it, then it gets very messy and it gets like that boundary's broken so in my, my fear if that boundary's ever broken then it's time to them to move on or it's time for you to well, sack's not the word you know, sack of the way. No, it is, Paul. It's sack of the way. And in that part, that employing, some people might be scared of actually taking on responsibility and employing somebody because they might be scared, like, if I slip up, I'll be sued. Or, but again, he, 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 he gets the employer's liability and there's a, there's like yeah. a company behind that. Like, we, I use fish insurance. And again, if I have any employment problems you just lift the phone to them and they talk you through like what to do and um, and also if there's someone I suppose if they didn't want the responsibilities associated with employing someone you're mm-hmm. you can go to an agency so you yeah. can employ someone through an agency and they're kind of taking that responsibility but then um, but you still get that wee bit of a flexibility you know there's more money it's like you're paying out yeah. the others it takes an amount of confidence and, and certainly experience in terms of because yes there's the shop and your day-to-day job, but something that's so private and so personal to you, yeah, you know, it's very different. And, yeah. you know, that has to be right. There's no, it's not a miscalculation. It's it's something that could ultimately 
yeah cause you to become unwell or yeah you know risk of injury so and like we, we have I have over the, over the years um, we've employed some people in that in, in a few stages they say yep we'll do like bowel care catheterization or whatever you know and then we employ we bring them in and show them and train them and stuff and they're like no can't do that and they just leave so like there has been situations where it on paper looks alright mm-hmm. but in reality it's not for them yeah, I'm just scram. Yeah, there's there's loads of people out there. That's the right. So one go around. And I suppose you have to find PAs that want that kind of part time. They want that balance of only working two days yeah. a week, and you know, because it doesn't really work if you have one person full time. Because then it's how do you have your backup? Option? Yeah, well, it is. Yeah. It is. It is only two days a week, but it's thirty two hours. It's like still thirty two yeah, yeah, hours a week. Yeah. So it is okay. They're only working. For two hours, two days, two days, but they're yeah. doing a week's work in two days. So, it, it, like they enjoy, they they like that. So they're off for what six other days, yeah. or, or not five other days. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so like they're off for three quarters of the week. You know, so you know they're doing a full week, full week's work, and like a quarter, a quarter of a time. So I suppose just to wrap up, we've talked about flexibility, the direct payment schedules, yep. how you use it for your day to day functional physical needs mm. and then also how the PAs can help you with your sporting events and things. Mm. What advice would you give to someone starting out? Definitely go for it. Go for it like and like yeah, can we scale start and but there is this, the, the supports out there to like there is well yourself like yourselves hopefully but um, there is different companies and different people that can again for the employer's liability I use fish there's other insurance companies out there to do it but um, it was through the Spinal Injury Association that I found out with Fish um, Insurance, and they do talk you through like you can see the legal part of employing people. Even if I go away on holidays, I don't know if I should say this, but I bring you know bring PA with us. Mm-hmm. So I like it. That's that's like paying for like two holidays at once because mm-hmm. I give it double flights. You could, Double accommodation. Of course, I wouldn't share the same room as them, so like I'd get them another room. So it's different. You know, it's, for me to go, it's double the price. You know, so it's, my trip says two hundred, but it's four hundred. But we need to go. You know, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. And, but then if I don't do that, I I can't go on holidays or I can't live. You know, so it's it's kind of the price you have to pay. Yeah. And I suppose in terms of the short break, you know, that can be to get away for clear rest, or yeah. that can be to facilitate going away so yeah. you know yeah. something to consider I'll definitely get that another <laughs> uh, that one's mine um, but yeah no it's definitely definitely like overall the system's good um, I didn't realise the insurance companies would give that much help with me either the, I learned a lot yeah. today yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, with the writing of contracts yeah, the, and the whole legalities so. yeah so like again it's, they do help you like they, they would help you for they would help you set up contracts and then they give you there's like a they call it like a handbook so it's kind of like the legal side of it, like of like, peep if your employer employee steps out of line, how do you like deal with that? You know, because mm-hmm. in one situation before COVID and um, for you just got involved was like, didn't been like this morning, like didn't turn up for shift, so I got someone else step in and I phone like phone her and see which was she wasn't answering, mm-hmm. and then so I phoned a few times that day, no like completely radio silence. And then, so the other PAs, they stepped in and stuff, and it just kept on going. There was no communication back to me at all. So I contacted Fish Insurance, probably after a couple of days, three days, or whatever, and said, like, 
she hasn't turned into what I do, but that's why they like she they sent me like a letter of template of saying I have to send a letter to to the employee employer employee sorry employee and ask and write him a lot of bonuses of what's going on. Like you know, I need to know you know like you've you're, you've got a job and you've got responsibilities and stuff and again and nothing back from it at all and then. So then, like I didn't invite them in, invite them in for an inter- you know an interview, like a disciplinary interview. Um, again, I get you, the insurance company gives you all them okay. questions and guidelines and templates. Yeah. And um, well, she didn't turn up. But then we had like I sent an R there saying that she's been dismissed, and also like they have a key for my front door, you know. So we had to get the key back, you know. It, you know, so there's there's that sorry, there's that responsibility as well, and mm-hmm. and like, so our whole house, well, not, they have access to our whole house. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, do we go to a point of changing our locks? You know, like, like, but then she she posted the key back, and this day I haven't heard I haven't heard it back from her, but she just posted the key back. I'm like, you know, yeah. So again, that's again like that's you opening up your house to, to not to anybody, but like, it's a it's it's a trust. Yeah. You, know, you have to trust the the PAs not to yeah. abuse that, and then the second, in my opinion, the second Athens abused, yeah. that's it over. You know, and like you just have to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah. bad and blunt, but yeah. <laughs> no, you have but, to you have to protect your own self and your own property. Ultimately, yeah, yeah. the people that you're employing are to add value to your life, not to mitigate potential risks. Yeah, yeah. So. no, no, yeah, definitely. Like, and so no, it's definitely like, there is like the insurance company does help you a lot and we the last couple of BAs we use Rutledge um, agencies or employment or mm-hmm. so again you pay them a small fee and they put the ad out for you mm-hmm. and they would kind of you could vet like, like kind of check the initial out. checks the initial checks and then I wasn't we were involved with the interview but they would do the interview as well for you but okay. in my opinion we had to be involved because well no offense to um to them, but they didn't know what really was involved mm-hmm. with the job. Like, you know, I sent over um, like um, ads and contract stuff that they didn't actually know. So, again, you pay them a small fee to do to help you through that. So, there's people out there, but it's just trying to grip all that together for you, for yeah, use or whatever. You know, like, you know, like Rutledge is there. There's probably other companies. See, there's lots of stuff here that I think should be included in that booklet that we give out to people about mm-hmm. the insurance companies and the things that they yeah. can do. Yeah. But there's definitely more. Like, probably summing up is like it's definitely good. People should go for it, but there needs to be more support. And I don't mean like, of course, the financial support, but it's the, it's the support and guidance. Guidance, kind of, yeah. And making sure people know that there are some <laughs> resources out there to help them every step. And it's trying to point them in the right direction to get their yeah. resources. Like a yeah, um, but no, and then you think like, I feel like we've covered how direct payments are really flexible and how they work for you. But maybe one side of it that's not overly flexible is the funding, and I think that needs to be quite clear whenever yeah. people aren't. Because I think sometimes people might think, "Oh, I could get a direct payment," because then they could come on holidays with me. And I suppose yeah. in reality, for funding purposes, for the direct payment, the funding from the trust is only going to be for those critical care tasks and then people are having to use benefits and stuff for the likes of cleaning yeah. tasks yeah, yeah, yeah. and private monies then for anything that maybe yeah. falls outside yeah. the... Yeah, so in effect, you would be paying your PA on holidays the exact same amount as you would be paying them if they were in your own home. Yeah, but also... In theory. Oh, yeah, well, technically that's like... 
in my opinion, it doesn't matter if I'm in this house or I'm in Australia. You know, like, they're still doing the same tasks. Yeah. So in my eyes, I should still be getting the direct payment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it may not be within, like, the Northern Trust, um, but... But that's what the flexibility is there. That's, for, in my opinion, that's the system should still go on. You know? Yeah. But I mean, when the PA continue to pay for what they would have, paid yeah, because when the PA, my opinion, doesn't matter where the yeah. where where yeah. the work is, yeah. it's still the same. It's yeah. not getting out of bed, shard, you know, it's all the same. But it's just a different location, you know? yeah. Um, but no, definitely, like, I don't really agree with like paying, you know, of course, paying flights or transport or whatever accommodation. Of course, that like like you don't get paid to go in your like your holiday. You know, what I mean, they use that take that out of your, your own personal fund and your own personal money so like I agree I can't agree with that like where other expenses like you pay for yourself but definitely in the direct payment should still go on absolutely doesn't matter where you are that's it and that's where looking at options for the likes of short breaks and things for example if you were going for one week and at the minute you're only getting two nights yeah. support you know that's where a temporary uplift yeah, or a one-off yeah. uplift could be considered yeah, yeah. as situations and circumstances change. So that's it. Even for, for a service user or a client to hear you saying today, do you know what? There's quite a bit to set up, a lot of administration yep. in terms of setting up, but yeah. it is the benefits outweigh the, the, the problem, initial yeah. trouble. So, you know, that's ultimately a starting point for someone yeah. who's considering direct payments. In this episode, we have discussed flexibility of direct payments to support service users. In the podcast summary, you will find a short survey link, which we would really appreciate you taking a few minutes to complete. This will help us to receive feedback on the podcast you have been listening to today.